You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, even on a Tuesday, I want to give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country. Let's talk about in Florida today, down in Dade County on 1350 AM WDCF. And, of course, the servicemen and women listening around the world on bases on a American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, in the building with me, making it so hot that we sweat steam. I got a good show for you tonight on a Tuesday. As always, I'm going to tell you what you need on the hill in Major League Baseball tonight to win that cash in FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, we give you that DFS stuff. I'm also... Talking about the AFC East all week this week as I do my team by team spotlight. That's what I said. We go down to Miami. So I give the shout out to Dade County out there down there. We're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins and their over under total. Will they make the playoffs again? Can Jay Ajayi be a number one running back? Will Ryan Tannehill stay healthy? We'll get into all of that. As you know, we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time. And right now, we haven't, I was not expecting this. We have a like, dramatic thumping going on. The matchup is in the basketball region. It's a 4-5 matchup of Basketball Diaries versus Space Jam as we look to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. If you want to get down with me this hour, you absolutely can. At FNTSY Radio on Twitter or just holler at me, ask me questions, vote on the polls at Spittin' Speeds as well as we do it up real big here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, as we later on, we put the fun and functional sports radio. We got a lot of beef to discuss okay and these are people that i was not thinking would ever have beef we're talking about lebron james and kyrie irving also you know draymond green in the news as well getting with a little beef action we're going to cover that all a little bit later on when we come back we talk major league baseball right here with your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician come on right back here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network let's go Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Thank you. 
bad and bougie, yo. That's an interesting combo. Hey, Chris, remind me to get into that with you a little bit later on in the show. Bad and bougie and, uh, you know, how great of a thing that might be. Welcome back here to the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds and spitting statistician, and my man on the ones and twos, the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona, making it so hot that we sweat steam. Let's get into the news and notes around Major League Baseball as we get into our starting lineup right here on a Tuesday. We're going to start with Astros outfielder George Springer. He left last night's game with a little bit of a quad issue. They say hopefully he avoided any kind of bad injury. It might have been just a cramp. He is, however, listed as day-to-day, so keep an eye out for him in tonight's game with Charlie Morton on the hill against the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Angels starting pitcher Alex Meyer is going to the DL. He's got a right shoulder issue, a little bit of an inflammation there. The problem is, though, he has a history with that shoulder, so this could be a concern. He was having a decent year with 75 strikeouts in 67 innings pitched and only a 3.74 ERA in the American League. Here's a little bit of note. Remember, the trading deadline is happening next Monday, July 31st, okay? And and what I think would be interesting, the Red Sox, the Red Sox are still looking Remember, they got their kid, Rafael Devers, coming up and batting ninth. He's batting ninth today for the Boston Red Sox. I think that's an important news, you know, a little little breaking piece right there. Their minor league stud coming all the way up to the big show. But they are still looking to improve from uh, from externally, shall we say, via the trade before the trade deadline. And they're looking at San Francisco Giants third baseman Eduardo Nunez, okay? And this would be funny because, remember, Panda... Uh, you know, Pablo Sandoval was with Boston, was DFA'd a couple of weeks ago, was signed by the San Francisco Giants to a minor league deal a couple of days ago. And rem- imagine if then the Red Sox go ahead and trade for third baseman Eduardo Nunez. It would basically kind of like be a swap one for one. But listen, Nunez has had a decent season, okay? He had a little stint on the DL, but he's hitting 305 and he's got 17 stolen bases, helping fantasy owners out. I actually think this could be a deal that does materialize. The Red Sox are very active. They are going to make a move. I think they're still in the closer market as well. Remember, I've been saying that the Red Sox have been a team that have been looking into relief pitcher Pat Neshack for the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the Red Sox who right now lead the AL East, are going to make a move in the next, I don't know, 72 hours before I finish my show on Friday night on the Fantasy Freestyle, which even if you get it downloaded on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app or on iTunes, you could always listen live right here, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. I think the Boston Red Sox are going to make a move in the next 72 hours before I finish my Friday show. Let's keep it moving, though. Listen, fantasy owners got crushed, myself included, when Trey Turner um, went on the DL about a month ago. Remember, he took uh, to the wrist, and he's been out for a while. He was doing big things, stealing four bases a game before that happened. He took ground balls today. Okay, um, so that must mean that when he went in for his last visit, the x-rays showed better healing than norming. They have updated his timeline. He may be able to beat the original schedule and may be able to be back now in mid-August, reports are saying. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. He still hasn't been cleared to do any throwing yet, but the fact that they let him out there and take ground balls, I think, is a positive sign for Nationals stud rookie Trey Turner. The, um, the Miami Marlins put Justin Bohr on the DL today. Uh, with an oblique injury he got uh, last night against the Rangers. And Justin Bohr really kind of rose to national prominence, I would say, this year with the Home Run Derby. Down in Miami, 
in like 22 bombs in the first round only to be outdone with Aaron Judge. I want to give a big shout out to my man Benny Ricciardi over here on the DFS Lineup Lock Show, also on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He was a, he was there because he won a DraftKings contest, but Justin Bohr did big things. He's going to be on the DL with an oblique injury. And also... I mentioned about skirting damage before, you know, with Astros outfielder George Springer. Well, Steven Strasburg, the national starting pitcher, looks okay that he's going to make his next start. Remember, he was pulled from his last start only after only two innings, saying that, you know, he couldn't get loose a little bit. So it looks like he will, in fact, make his next start this weekend. All right, let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle we got to look at what happened last night, okay? Last night, I told you that the top studs on the top of the price list in FanDuel were Jacob DeGrom at Cincinnati at 11000 I said he was deserving. And also, there was Zach Greinke against the Atlanta Braves at 9900 on FanDuel. I told you some guys that could have been options at cheaper, but... You should have gone with the studs last night, it turns out. And listen, sometimes you got to go with the top guys. You know, you got to go with the top guys. DeGrom had a nice outing, eight innings with eight Ks, got the win out there in San Diego. He continues to deliver for the New York Mets. And Granke also went eight innings, struck out six, got a win as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks as they beat the Braves. Okay, I gave you Brad Peacock. He only went three innings, so... I'm sorry about that call. I told you I thought he was getting stretched out. You know, it wasn't happening. And I also gave you Garrett Cole. He did get a win, okay? He did get a win going six innings. Only gave up two runs against the uh, Giants, who I told you had the third worst run total in Major League Baseball. But still probably wasn't as good as DeGrom or Grinky for you. But we turned the page. It's always a new day. With a new day, there's new entries to be had. And there's new, uh, you know, there's no ways to win that cash. Okay, so there's a 14-game slate tonight. It's a Madison Bumgarner day. He's against the Pirates. 10,200 on FanDuel. I got a couple of guys. I got a couple of guys I want to talk to you about, okay, that I would spend a little bit less money I think can do something. The first guy is my man Charlie Morton in the Houston, in Houston, okay? The Astros are at Philly. Charlie Morton is at 8,600, okay? So about fifteen to $2,000 cheaper than the top stud Mad Bum today. And listen, here's a couple of reasons I like him. If you listen to the DFS lineup lock show, you hear Benny Ricciardi and Tony Sincata when they absolutely get it done. They also talk about their theory when it comes to games that where there's rain in the forecast. And they say that sometimes that's a good play because that might scare people away and get a good value under-owned. And I think that could be the case with Charlie Morton today. Remember, the Phillies have the second lowest run total in Major League Baseball. And the, and Charlie Morton is going to get run support, okay? Because these Astros, they scored over 10 runs again last night. I don't care that Correa's out. I don't care that Springer may be out. This Houston Astros lineup continues to mash. So I like Charlie Morton tonight. At 8,600 with a quick check of the game that's going. It looks like that game is going to go on as scheduled on time. So if you can't get Charlie Morton in those lineups. The other guy I'm going to give you, if you want to spend a ton less money, I'm talking $4,000 on FanDuel, less than Madison Bumgarner tonight. Consider my man Edwin Jackson at home for the Nationals against the Milwaukee Brewers. As I've said a few times before on this show, the Brewers strike out the most in the National League so I think that's good for Edwin Jackson. You're going to get those Ks. And also, Edwin Jackson's only had one start so far with the Washington Nationals. And he went seven innings, went, gave up only two runs, got a win against the Angels in Anaheim, scored like 34 fan duel points, okay? But before that, when he was working his way and stretching himself out in the minors, he had something like two or three straight starts. That's a uh, good starts. That's a point that my man Tony Sincata made on our previous air here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So I think Edwin Jackson, very cheap at 65 
4,400 on FanDuel is a great option, okay? So uh, that's what I do, okay? I try to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Also, another way we do that here is with the RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Okay, a lot of people are thinking right now about turning the page to football. This is where you make hay against the people that put, take their eye off the ball, okay? You will stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. We help you set the ideal lineup every week. And this season, you also get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. So get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now. Especially, like, let's say you're on the borderline. Let's say you're in the playoff bubble. Some of these people who are on the bubble in your leagues are going to start looking at fantasy football. You stick with it with fantasy baseball for you to get that cash. And I'm going to help you out right now because if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you will get a special discount a little bit later on this week. It's one of my favorite times of the year, and I'm going to tell you why. Long big shout-out to my man, the OG Cabezon, okay? It's one of my favorite times of the year because the Little League World Series is starting to ramp up, and uh, I always love watching that. I always love watching that. I like that they put the big pitch limits in there with kids, um, but later on this week, we're going to talk about which international teams look like beasts right now, and uh, I'm not trying to advocate for betting on children or the Little League World Series, but... You know, we like to cover it, especially because my man, the OG Cabezon, is going to be my Little League World Series correspondent. When we come back, we're going to get into the Miami Dolphins as we preview every team in the AFC East this week. I'm going to tell you who to fade, who to love, who to draft a little early, and what to do with that season win total over-under. All that and more with your boy, Chris Bovona, Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. Ayo, ooh, ooh. In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galina picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at RotoExperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Bavone on the ones and twos. Dane Martinez behind the mic right here, the spitting statistician. On a Tuesday, a lot of people out here at Rock and Riley's Studio 34. If you are in the New York City area and you want to swing by the Fantasy Sports Network studio here, Studio 34, tell them Speeds the Spitting Statistician sent you. We'll get you a drink out there at the bar. Let's get into the cipher here because a lot of fantasy football news as training camps are open. Across the country this week And in uh, the Kansas City camp Michael Vick is going to be working as a Chiefs quarterback intern Okay, Working with the quarterbacks Here's my question for you Is that a good thing for Alex Smith? I actually don't think it is. He What is he going to do? Help Alex Smith become a more dynamic quarterback? I don't think so. What I think it is is he's going to be working a lot more with Alex Smith's ultimate replacement, Patty Mahomes, who the Chiefs traded up to the number 10 spot in order to select. The other thing is, remember, Michael Vick was doing this uh, flag football league, I thought. 
like two weeks ago, and he was good. Like they killed Team Owens in the opener, but all of a sudden, I guess that he parlayed that into a role with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's good to see for him. Also, another team building their staff is the Denver Broncos. Gary Kubiak is back with the team. And in essence, back, backing up uh, John Elway like he did in his playing days. He's going to be a talent scout for the Broncos. You know, he had health issues when he was head coaching over the last couple of years, but he is still involved in football and now back with the Denver Broncos. Panthers tight end Greg Olson is going to instead is going to play out his contract. Remember, there were kind of contract negotiations. There was uh, talk of potentially Greg Olson holding out. Greg Olson is a top five fantasy tight end so it is good to see that he is not going to be holding out he also noted that if you remember last week i reported to you guys that the panthers fired their gm dave gettleman and there was a little bit of friction and issues and greg olson did not want to um in his own words like throw gasoline onto the fire with any drama in carolina um also want to let you guys know that marcus mariota titans quarterback and if you listen to the fantasy freestyle you know i am high on the exotic smash mouth tennessee titans this year mark it down but this gives me some pause marcus Mariota has decided to not listen to the team who wanted him to play at around 225 or 230 pounds this year but instead his own personal trainer and he cut fat cut weight and is listed as 215 in uh training camp they say he's going to emphasize his agility but remember marcus Mariota broke his leg last year okay i don't want him being too light and too fragile to play the quarterback position remember i tell you all the time it is a war of attrition in the nfl especially at the quarterback position when last year over 50 percent of the teams in the nfl had an injury or suspension to their number one starter at some point i i would think you want to almost bulk up and just like maintain your your already above average speed and agility but hey what do I know? Um, RG3, Robert Griffin III, is working out for the Los Angeles Chargers today. So if you're painting, I hope you, if you're painting right now, I hope you didn't like drop the paintbrush or anything like that. But RG3 will be working out for the Chargers to uh, potentially back up Phillip Rivers in Los Angeles this year. And the last piece of news I want to give you before I move on to the Miami Dolphins. And to be quite honest, this is the kind of news that I know I have a duty to report here on the Fantasy Freestyle. But I kind of right now, I hope that like the people I personally play fantasy football against are not listening. Because this is something that I really believe in that I'm going to act on on myself in my season-long leagues wherever I can. So here's a piece of news. 49ers tight end Vance McDonald's. There are now reports out of the Bay Area that his roster spot may be in jeopardy. I don't know if you heard, but a couple of days ago or weeks ago, I mentioned the San Francisco 49ers fifth round draft pick, George Kittle, that he is already a legit red zone option, that they want him to win the job, that he had quote unquote suddenness, that John Lynch loves him. I think this draft from Shanahan and Lynch, they are trying to get their guys to be a dynamic offense. Remember, I told you about Carlos Hyde could be a surprise cut for the San Francisco 49ers because they love Joe Williams, the fourth round pick that they traded up to get. Well, their fifth round pick was tight end George Kittle. He was out of Iowa, I do believe, and he has thoroughly impressed. He was running with the ones in off-season programs and very impressive, and now they are saying they are trying to maybe move on from tight end Vance McDonald in San Francisco. There were even periods of time while running with the ones that they said he became Brian Hoyer's go-to guy. 
This is a fifth-round draft pick, someone who is not going to be on radars. He may not even be in the player universe in some formats, okay? And there's now reports today that the San Francisco 49ers tried to trade Vance McDonald before the draft, during the draft, and after the draft. So I think this is important because uh, keep an eye on the name George Kittle. You heard it here first, and I hope no one that I play fantasy personally with is listening because I will take him as a sleeper in many of my leagues. But as we move on, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins today. We go position by position. Then I tell you I look at the schedule, and I tell you where I think you know you might get some value. So we look at the quarterback category. I have never, never ever been a Ryan Tannehill fan, and the fact that he's coming off of an ACL injury does not help. Okay, listen, Tannehill in 13 games had 19 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. For comparison, a guy by the name of Colin Kaepernick also played as many games and had 16 touchdowns and only four interceptions, also had 468 rushing yards and pretty much, uh, you know, Similar stats. I do not like Ryan Tannehill. Yo, my boy Mike Clay, who comes out with projections, he's projecting Tannehill to throw for 35, 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. I don't see how that is possible. I am fading Tannehill hard. I don't even think he is an option in two quarterback super flex leagues and super deep leagues. Stay away from Ryan Tannehill to me. Okay, I have Miss QB 25. My man Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, has him as QB 26. Nothing good coming from Ryan Tannehill especially coming back from injury with a young offensive line. At the running back position, however, don't sleep on Jay Ajayi. He was a beast last year, okay? Had 1,272 yards and eight touchdowns in only 15 games. But here's the, here's the catch. He had two, not one, but two 200-yard games. I think they were both against the Buffalo Bills. Can he, like, that makes up a preponderance of his production. And also, can he keep it up? This is a guy who had microfracture surgery on his knees. In college, okay? He went to Boise State in college. And honestly, Ajayi has... Um, the only thing I can describe is a very violent running style, okay? Kind of like Marshawn Lynch. Kind of like also Chris Ivory, I would say. Can Jay Ajayi sustain this and once again play all, you know, 16 games? If you think so, great. I think, you know, he deserves to be ranked as a low-end RB1. In my opinion, I have him as my ninth running back, Corey has him as his RB11. I think he's viable in the late second round, in the early third round, but I would go elsewhere personally because I am afraid about the injury risk that Jay Ajayi poses, and I don't think he can be the same workhorse that he was last year. When we look at the wide receiver position, I want to talk a little bit about Jarvis Landry. When we get into fantasy football, One of the most important things that I will say time and time again, including in my chapter that I wrote for my man Benny Ricciardi's uh, football book, The Definitive Guide to Fantasy Football, that book will be coming out soon, okay? Maybe next week you can get it on Amazon. Remember, we did The Definitive Guide to Fantasy Baseball. It was one of the top 10 uh, sports sellers, so thank you for all that support. The Fantasy Football Definitive Guide is going to be coming out next week. And I say here, know your settings. And I bring this up with Jarvis Landry because you need to know the difference between your standard leagues and your PPR leagues. Right now, more and more leagues are moving to PPR. And that's a point per reception for you guys that are out there that may not be like incredible, you know, veterans of the game. If you're if you're new listening to us, that's PPR. Jarvis Landry is a perfect PPR wide receiver okay so to me he's a wide receiver two in ppr 
But in standard league, he falls to a wide receiver three, and here's why. This is a guy that gets catches all the time, but he doesn't really stretch the field. He's like your prototypical underneath kind of receiver, your guy that's a slot receiver. Think about a guy like um, Julian Edelman as well. So in formats where you also get rewarded in PPR fashion, points per reception, Jarvis Landry is sick. Okay, my man had 94 catches last year for, for 1,136 yards. But the thing is, you would think someone who had 94 catches would have 13, 1,400 yards. Not the case with Jarvis Landry. The year before that, he had 110 catches, 84 catches in his rookie year. He's averaging 96 catches a year for every year he's been in the league. Okay, but he is mostly now underneath. So that is the distinction for me. I love him as a PPR option. Also in Miami, you got Devontae Parker. This is a guy who's been hyped up ever since he came out of Louisville as a rookie. But I, I'm, I've never been big on Devontae Parker. Might this be his breakout season? Might this be his post-hype You know, when he's healthy? I don't know. To be honest, Kenny Stills outperformed him last year. Kenny Stills was wide out 45 to Parker's wide out 49. Okay, But Stills did have nine touchdowns. He re-signed in the offseason. Maybe he is the uh, down-the-field option. I don't know if Devontae Parker stays healthy. I will tell you this, though. We're, we're, we're doing Sleeper Week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My sleeper is Julius Thomas. And when we talk about sleepers here on the Fantasy Freestyle, hey, Chris Bavona, my man, the bounty hunter, this is my diamond in the rough. That's right. Julius Thomas is my diamond in the rough. Let me tell you why. He's moving from Jacksonville to Miami, okay, where uh, Adam Gaze, his former coach, is the head coach. Julius Thomas had his best seasons as a pro, including double-digit touchdowns when he was with Denver. Maybe they try to utilize him in that way in uh, in Miami, okay? They were not utilizing him as, as much in Jacksonville, maybe he has a little bit of a rebirth, and he only played in nine games last year. I think he could be a sneaky tight end to add to your team who could be some value. Listen up. We got to take a quick break, okay? When we come back, I got more on the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go through their schedule. I'm going to tell you where I think it helps them, where I think it hurts them. We're going to check in on what you guys think about the Dolphins because we got those polls going at FNTSY Radio, at Spit and Speeds, and we're going to get my man, the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona, involved on his takes on the Miami Dolphins. Then after that, we got a lot to talk about and have to put the fun in functional sports radio. That's what we do right here. Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on, let's go. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Don't push us, cause we're close to the edge. You know what it is. This is your boy Dane Martinez, speed and spitting statistician, welcoming you back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We were talking a little bit 
about the Miami Dolphins before the break. And I just gave you my hashtag sleeper week, something we're doing here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, giving you all our sleepers as you guys get ready for your fantasy football drafts over the course of the next month. And my sleeper week diamond in the rough for the Miami Dolphins is Julius Thomas, the newly acquired tight end. Remember, I've said this before. In tight end, you got like five studs of which, remember, Greg Olson is one. Travis Kelsey is one. Rob Gronkowski is one. Jordan Reed is one. Maybe even a guy like, say, Delaney Walker in there. But after that, you got that rough underbelly of about like 10 tight ends that could all on a week-to-week basis do something. I think Julius Thomas is a threat to enter that category this year as he returns with Adam Gaze in the Miami offense with Ryan Tannehill. But when I look at the schedule, I don't think it is kind for the Miami Dolphins, especially the end of it. Here's what I do. Remember, Miami, and I'm big on sleep. Okay, we've talked about this. I had my man Tommy Gross on before talking about the impact of sleep. Miami is such an extreme flight whether you're getting there or going from there, that I look to see what they got to do. And also the Miami team, I look to see what they have at the end of the season when it's winter time. And these Miami guys, do they have to travel to the Northeast much or to cold weather places that they may not be accustomed to? I think the same thing about teams that have to go down to Miami early in the season when it's still real hot. And I don't think it plays well for them. Here are two tidbits about the Dolphins' schedule. Their last four games, home for New England, That's probably a loss regardless. At Buffalo in December, no good. At Kansas City in December, probably no good. And then home to Buffalo is how they close out the season in Week 17. Fantasy football players may not have to think about that. That could be four losses in a row there for the Dolphins. Also, another feature, I always like to see who you're playing after your bye when you get that extra time to ramp up. You know who the Dolphins have after their bye in Week 11? New England, so that does not help enough. So I'm down on the Miami Dolphins, okay? Also, they were 10-6 and six last year. Vegas has their win total at 7.5. So, you know, Vegas also thinks that they are going to regress. I think they regress even fo- fo- farther. I would lean under on this line. I actually think the Dolphins finish below the Buffalo Bills in this division. I think they finish in third place in the AFC West, I, in the AFC East. I think they are a six or seven win team. I think they are on the verge of a purgatory team, or it could go horribly wrong. Because remember, this is all about the quarterback position, and I just do not have faith in Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill could be one of those what I call uninspiring quarterbacks, But he's not as good as some other uninspiring quarterbacks, even your Daltons, even your Staffords, even your Tyrod Taylors. I think Ryan Tannehill is on the cusp of being having everyone know that he was truly a bust and his NFL career could be in jeopardy, especially coming back from this leg injury. I think in the next year, the Dolphins are searching for a new answer at quarterback. I think the Dolphins are no good. I think they finish in third place. I am not high on them. So I think at best they are a purgatory. 500 kind of team I think they could be a threat soon to be towards the bottom of the league right now though you guys on Twitter at FNTSY radio 53% of you think that they are a purgatory kind of 500 team and the kind of votes with 29% as a playoff contender that's better than yesterday with the with the Bills I think the Bills are more of a playoff contender than the Dolphins let me ask my man Chris Bavona the bounty hunter over here hey Chris as we talk to the Miami Dolphins how do you see their season playing out anybody you like on this roster are you down on Tannehill as much as I am and more importantly who do you think has a better record in this kind of in the middle of the AFC East this year the Dolphins or the team we talked about yesterday, the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm going to answer uh, from behind here. I answer from behind, yeah. I, 
Anyways, <laughs> I think that the Bills will end up in second place in the AFC. Ahead of Miami, like I said. Yep, yep. I think they're going to be ahead of Miami, but only by a game. I really can't see this where sure. New England it ends somewhere like 13-3, and three, and then like the Bills exactly. are 7-9. And, and the Dolphins are 6-10. Six six and and ten. Ten. Yeah, and or like 7-9 and nine and 8-8, eight and eight, something like that. Something along those lines. I do like Ajayi, but same, same issue. It's definitely a problem with his uh, with his injuries. I do like the idea of Julius Thomas as a good sleeper pick because Tannehill does like to utilize tight ends. Sure. I'm absolutely even in PPR though. I'm fading on Jarvis Landry. I don't want to use him. Really, really, yeah, that is just, interesting. He's, he's a PPR too, machine though, Chris. But he's too boomer bust for me. And in the PPR, I can find a lot more consistency in that in in that like WR two area. That okay. He, so I just don't want to. Use listen, you can listen to the bounty hunter if you like. I have to push back on you, Chris. We might have to make another one of our little gentlemen's bets that we need. First of all. We need what we need to do. That's me saying I'm down for this. What we this need is a to do. I will do with you. What we need to do, Chris. By the way, is uh, when I'm back on Thursday. That's when intern Matt is back. We need to have him start to chronicle our gentlemen's bets that we make. We need to keep track of this. Well, I'm gonna say, please, let's not do what I said yesterday. I because think because I I thought about it again for about ten seconds, and I realized, yeah, the Jets are gonna be the worst team in the. In oh, America. so you're coming around to speeds. Well, I we think we need to talk about Jarvis Landry. I think in PPR formats, I think he's definitely a solid wide receiver too, which means he will finish, in my opinion, in the top 24 um, when all is said and done on the player radar amongst wide receivers in PPR scoring, barring injury, of course. I think that needs to be a caveat to any bet we make. Um, I think he'll be in the top 24 in PPR formats this year. You Jarvis got Matt Medigas vote on this, too. He thinks he's going to be a top 24, uh, especially in PPR, yeah. Okay, so Matty Moe, Mr. Wall Street, agreeing with me. Matty Moe also responded to our poll question saying, F the fish. He... Uh, He's not riding with Miami. We'll see if you guys do. But let's keep it moving because we got a lot of drama to discuss as we put the fun in functional sports radio. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, remember, we heard that Kyrie Irving says that he wants to be traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers, kind of wants to be out from under the shadow of LeBron James. But uh, now we got a little bit of a Twitter back and forth. We got a little bit of IG stuff going back and forth. Check this out. So... In the last couple of days, Stephen A. Smith reported that LeBron said that, uh, you know, he, that LeBron said that he would beat Kyrie's behind for uh, if you saw him for making that trade request. And there was another story out there saying that um, LeBron was like happy to move on from Kyrie. So LeBron was tweeting a few things. First of all, said that you know, no, that's all fake news, blah blah blah. But then also tweeted, you know, kind of like, oh, that the world is ending, that he shouldn't, you know. As, that he should move on from Kyrie, that Kyrie was nothing, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. But check this out today. Kyrie Irving unfollowed LeBron James on Twitter. So maybe there is some substance to whatever the beef is. But remember, these guys like to troll and like to play social media. Remember during the playoffs when Kyrie Irving started saying that the world was flat and obviously was just trying to needle all the trolls out there. So watch whatever LeBron James and Kyrie Irving do on social media. Both of these guys are very savvy and may just be like promoting. I actually think, regardless of this trade that uh, demand that Kyrie Irving made, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think they might just have to grin and bear it and you know continue to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Maybe San Antonio. Maybe they work out with something to Miami with Dwayne. You know, maybe it's something with New York with Carmelo Anthony coming back. I think. Minnesota would be also interesting. Those are the four teams that Kyrie Irving mentioned. But remember, it's all 
I don't think anything on social media really means anything. You know what does mean something? When lawsuits are filed. And there is a lawsuit filed against Golden State Warriors folder, uh, forward Draymond Green. Okay, Former Michigan State football player Jermaine Edmondson filed a lawsuit against Draymond Green over an alleged assault. That took place uh, last summer in July of 2016. Okay, according to TMZ, this guy, um, Jermaine Edmondson, who filed the lawsuit, says that he's received threats following the incident and that, get ready for this, he quote unquote wakes up crying. The guy says, quote, I think about what happened with Draymond every day. I still feel his hand on my jaw. Lawyers for Draymond Green have said that, yes, this lawsuit relates to an incident that occurred over a year ago where Draymond did not have to pay a noise violation fine. You know what happened? He was arrested. He, they were basically in an altercation. The neighbors even heard that Draymond slapped the guy. They heard this, okay? And Draymond and his lawyer team got it. Basically, you know, negotiated down to just a civil issue, and he paid a $560 fine. Well, now these guys are going for more, filing a lawsuit against Draymond Green. Um, Draymond, out there, out there, he may have more things to worry about that are actually serious, but he still also is on internet back-and-forth beef. You know, you can't – these basketball players right now in the offseason – you know, all they got is their 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 social media persona. So there's beef with um, Draymond and another guy who's in the news who, as we know, has no problem talking back and forth. We're talking about my man, the guy who is going to lose on August 26th, the notorious one, Conor McGregor. So apparently Conor McGregor posted a picture of himself wearing a Golden State Warriors jersey with number 23 on it, which is Draymond's number. And Draymond Green responds back to Conor McGregor saying, yo, we're rocking with Floyd, bro, not you. Take that jersey off. Conor McGregor then sees an open window to answer back, saying, yo, that's C.J. Watson, former number 23 for the Warriors. Then he says, I don't know who the F you are. No disrespect. Keep working and stay in school, he says to Draymond Green. Then he goes on. He says, now ask yourself why I'm rocking a CJ jersey when I don't know or give an F about basketball. I dribble heads off the floor, not basketball. Then he says, it's not a game, kid. So these guys are in the news back and forth. Yo, drama on social media, it never stops. Remember, I tell you, there's no reason to be on Twitter in the beef. Unless, you know, unless you speak a spitting statistician. You know, lambasting people, giving them that hot fire. But speaking of which, the hot fire here on the Fantasy Freestyle over the summer is when we crown the greatest sports movie of all time. We got a 4-5 matchup in the basketball region. We got the 4-seed Basketball Diaries against the 5-seed Space Jam. Chris, what do you think about this movie as the cinephile that I know you are? I know you are big time for young Leonardo DiCaprio in Basketball Diaries thinking it was a great movie last time it was out there. Not a documentary either. So you're riding with Basketball Diaries, right? Uh, I am riding with Basketball Diaries, but for only this one reason only. It is just because... It, it was it was such a great role for Leonardo DiCaprio. Here's my thing, though. If I could redo this, though, and I could redo my voting, I actually wouldn't have voted for, for Basketball Diaries. What are you even talking Diaries? about? You're a flip-flopper. What I'm are you not, doing? No, no. I no, I already voted for Basketball Diaries. Yeah, but I'm now you're saying why that vote was unjustified and you would do it differently? For the... Never re- apologize. Haven't you learned anything I'm from our apo- president? No. Haven't I'm you learned from our president, Chris? Zero apologies on this one. The reason why I'm saying it is because the story is not about basketball. 
That is a – and you know something? It's something I didn't think about. Just because the movie's called Basketball Diaries, it's about a former basketball player who becomes a – Who goes down the tubes. Space Jam is much more of a basketball movie than Basketball Diaries. All right, and what so, I'll also say – okay, so you're going – so. Uh, what I'm telling doing? people, vote for Space Jam, even though I voted for Basketball Diaries. You are lobbying for the choice that you personally did not make. Yes. Okay, fine. Crazy. Listen, I know. I'm a, listen, I'm a wacky you're allowed to guy, do whatever you want. I'm your producer. You're the bounty hunter, my man. You could do whatever you want. And, and listen, part of the reason I had this matchup today, because I knew we were going to be talking about this Kyrie LeBron beef. And you remember when they said they were going to do a reboot of Space Jam with of LeBron course, James? <laughs> I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be LeBron James. Yeah, it was LeBron, then Blake, who yeah. knows? Well, let me tell you this. If they break apart Kyrie and LeBron and LeBron doesn't get back to the finals, it will hurt his brand in a way that Bugs Bunny will not want him in the reboot, okay? That's what I got to tell you right now. But, listen, Chris, most of the audience is, in fact, listening to you lobbying for, not the pick you made, but the pick that you're lobbying for right now, and they are trouncing him. This is an upset, I guess, a little bit. 84% of the vote have Space Jam right now. If you want to get out there and vote, at Spittin' Speeds, at FNTSY Radio, make your voice heard right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this Tuesday episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, our Sports Byline affiliates. Big shout-out to American Forces Radio Network as well. We'll be right back. Come on. Let's go. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, with the flip-flopper Chris Bavona here on a Tuesday. Let me get you caught up on what's going on so far in Major League Baseball. The Indians all over. Jesse Chavez, 7 nothing in the bottom of the second. Bradley Zimmer with his sixth. Michael Brantley with his seventh home run of the season. Whit Merrifield led off the game with a home run for the Royals. They are up one nothing on the Tigers. Rays all over the Orioles in the third inning, 5 nothing. Tim Beckham with his 12th home run of the season. That's someone that Benny Ricciardi told you about on DFS lineup lock. Blue Jays have scored a bunch on Sonny Gray, who's kind of auditioning for a trade, maybe. He's given up four runs already. The Blue Jays up 4 nothing in the bottom of the third. Yankees up one nothing on the Reds in the fourth. And then we got... Uh, Brewers up one nothing on the Nationals after two, and I told you Charlie Morton was a guy that I liked. He's up one nothing on the Phillies in the third inning right now. Fifty three percent of you say that the Dolphins are a purgatory kind of five hundred team, and eighty three percent of you have Space Jam in our second round matchup of basketball movies as we crown the greatest sports movie of all time. Up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is my man Gabe Morency, Red Heat and Rage. Yo, their horse, remember, they bought a horse. It is named Conflict Diamond. It is running live while they are on air. I asked my man Gabe what the trifecta was. I hope I'm going to get that maybe to win some more cash, okay? And also, 
I told you, Kenneth Dixon was out for the year now with that meniscus issue. Um, Mike Florio was tweeting about how Terrence West is going to big up. I happen to think it's Danny Woodhead in Baltimore. Okay, we've been going back and forth a little bit. Mike Florio likes Terrence West. I'm on Danny Woodhead. Also, Matty Modica, Wall Street, who you can hear on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He's with me thinking that uh, Danny Woodhead should be a huge play. Guys, especially in PPR leagues. Okay, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you remember and you learned today that PPR means point per reception as it relates to Jarvis Landry, who I'm higher on than the flip-flopper Chris Bavona. But that's okay. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to break down another team in the AFC East, and I'm going to tell you all that you need to win your leagues and win that cash. It's your boy Dane Martinez right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is the Fantasy Freestyle where we drop stats over beats. That's why they call me the spitting statistician. Come on back tomorrow, okay? We're going to have a grand old time 7 p.m eastern right here on the fantasy sports radio network peace